Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us eyes to hear today, January the 24th. Lord, please do your word as you promised, Lord God. We, we declare all is well for today. We say by faith that, Lord, we thank you for all the blessings you have poured upon us, Lord. Blessings of health, blessings of wealth, blessings of, of mind and soul and spirit of wisdom, blessings of ability, Lord, blessing of enthusiasm and appreciation for where we're at, for, the, for our nation and our country, nation of compassion, Lord. We thank you that we have strong arms to work and our spirits are intact, and we can help others, Lord. All is well within our soul because of Jesus Christ. We declare it so. We thank you for the many, many blessings, Lord, and rewards. You are our great reward, and we say all is well, Lord. Hallelujah. We come into your presence, Lord, and we acclaim you. We acclaim your house, Lord God, and we thank you. My soul knows very well. You are my daddy, and the whole earth knows it very well that you are my daddy, and you are rich, and you're compassionate, and you're, and you're resourceful, and useful, and you give us all things. Thank you, Father, for making us part of your world, your earth, your creation. You are our creator. We thank you for January 24th and today's reading. And Anna will start us in today's reading. Reading. We're at Genesis chapter 48, verse 1, 49 and 33. It says, One day, not long after this word came to Joseph, Your father is failing rapidly. So Joseph went to visit his father, and he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Joseph arrived, Jacob was told, Your son Joseph has come to see you. So Jacob gathered his strength, and sat up in his bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. He said to me, I will make you fruitful and I will multiply your descendants. I will make you a multitude of nations and I will give this land of Canaan to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. Now I'm claiming it I'm claiming as my own sons these two boys of yours, Ephraim and Manash, who were born here in the land of Egypt before I arrived. They will be my sons just as Reuben and Simeon are, but any children born to you in the future will be your own, and they will inherit land within territories of their brothers Ephraim and Manash. Long ago I was returning from Paddan Aram. Rachel died in the land of Canaan. We, no, long ago as I was returning from Padaram, Rachel died in the land of Canaan. We were still on the way some distance from Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. So with great sorrow, buried her there beside the road to Ephrath. Jen Jacob looked over the two boys. Are these your sons, he asked. Yes, Joseph told him, these are the sons God has given me here in Egypt. And Jacob said, bring them closer to me so I can bless them. And Jacob was half blind because of his age and could hardly see. So Joseph brought the boys close to him and Jacob kissed and embraced them. Then Jacob said to Joseph, 
I never thought I would see your face again, but now God has let me see your children too. Joseph moved the boys who were at their grandfather's knees and he bowed with his face to the ground. Then he positioned the boys in front of Jacob. With his right hand, he directed Ephraim toward Jacob's left hand. And with his right uh, left hand, he put Manash at Jacob's right hand. But Jacob crossed his arms as he reached out to lay his hands on the boys' heads. He put his right hand on the head of Ephraim. Though he was the younger boy, and his left hand on the head of Manash, though he was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked, the God who had been my shepherd all my life to this very day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys, may they preserve my name and the names of Abraham, Isaac, and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. But Joseph was upset when he saw that his father placed his right hand on Ephraim's head. So Joseph lifted it to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. No, my father, he said, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused. I know, my son, I know, he replied. Manasseh will also become a great people, but his younger brother will become even greater, and his descendants will become a multitude of nations. So Jacob blessed the boys that day with this blessing. The people of Israel will use your names when they give a blessing. They will say, May God make you as prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. In this way, Jacob put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Then Jacob said to Joseph, Look, I'm about to die, but God will be with you and will take you back to Canaan, the land of your ancestors. And beyond what I have given your brothers, I'm giving you an extra portion of the land that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. Then Jacob called together all his sons and said, Gather around me, and I will tell you what will happen to each of you in the days to come. Come and listen, you sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you're my firstborn, my strength, the child of my vigorous youth. You are first in rank and first in power, but you are as unruly as a flood. And you will be first no longer, for you went to bed with my wife, you defiled my marriage couch. Simeon and Levi are two of a kind. Their weapons are instruments of violence. May I never join in their meetings. May I never be a party to their plans. For in their anger they murdered men and they crippled oxen just for sport. A curse on their anger, for it is fierce. A curse on their wrath, for it is cruel. I will scatter them among the descendants of Jacob. I will disperse them throughout the land, throughout Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. You will grasp your enemies by the neck. All your relatives will bow before you. Judah, my son, is a young lion that has finished eating its prey. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from his descendants.
until the coming of the one to whom it belongs. <sighs> the one whom all nations will honor. He ties his foal to a grapevine, the colt of his donkey to a choice vine. He washes his clothes in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. Zebulon will settle by the seashore, and will be a harbor for ships. His borders will extend to Sidon. Issachar is a sturdy donkey, <laughs> resting between two saddle packs. When he sees how good the countryside is, and how pleasant the land, he will bend his shoulder to the load and submit himself to hard labor. Dan will govern his people like any other tribe in Israel. Dan will be a snake beside the road, a poisonous viper along the path that bites the horse's hooves so its rider is thrown off. I trust in you for salvation, O Lord. Gad will be attacked by marauding bands but he will attack them when they retreat. Asher will dine on fine rich foods and produce food fit for kings. Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fonts. Joseph is the foal of a wild donkey, the foal of a wild donkey at a spring, one of the wild donkeys on the ridge. Archers attacked him savagely. They shot at him and harassed him, but his bow remained tout, and his arms were strengthened. By the hands of the mighty one of Jacob, by the shepherd of the rock of Israel, may the God of your father help you. May the Almighty bless you with the blessings of the heavens above, and the blessings of the watery depths below, and blessings of the breast and womb. May the blessings of your father surpass the blessings of the ancient mountains. Reaching to the highest of the eternal hills. May these blessings rest on the head of Joseph, who is a prince among his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf, devouring his enemies in the morning and dividing his plunder in the evening. These are the twelve tribes of Israel, and that is what their father said as he told his sons goodbye. He blessed each one with an appropriate message. Then Jacob instructed them, Soon I will die and join my ancestors. Bury me with my father and grandfather in the cave and field of Ephron the Hittite. This is the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre in Canaan that Abraham bought from Ephron the Hittite as a permanent burial site. There Abraham and his wife Sarah are buried. There Isaac and his wife Rebekah are buried. And there I buried Leah. It is the plot of land and the cave that my grandfather Abraham brought from Hittites. When Jacob had finished this charge to his sons, he drew his feet into the bed, breathed his last, and joined his ancestors in death. Matthew 15, 29-12 Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee and climbed a hill and sat down. A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. 
The crowd was amazed. Those who hadn't been able to speak were talking. The crippled were made well. The lame were walking. And the blind could see again. And they praised the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days and they have nothing left to eat. I don't want to send them away hungry or they will faint along the way. The discipleship replied, Where will we get enough food here in the wilderness for such a huge crowd? Jesus asked, How much bread do you have? They replied, Seven loaves and a few small fish. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves and the fish, thanked God for them, and broke them in pieces. He gave them to the disciples who distributed the food to the crowd. They all ate as much as they wanted. Afterwards, the disciples picked up the seven large baskets of leftover food. There were 4,000 men and were fed that day in addition to all the women and children. Then Jesus sent the people home and he got in the boat and crossed over the region of Magadan. One day, the Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus to test Jesus, demanding that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. <clears throat> he replied, you know the saying, red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow. Red sky in the morning means fall weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. Only an evil, adulterous generation will demand a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. Then Jesus left them and went away. Later, after they crossed to the other side of the lake, the disciples discovered they had forgotten to bring any bread. Watch out, Jesus warned them. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. At this they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, You have so little faith. Why are you arguing with each other about having no bread? Don't you understand even yet? Don't you remember the 5,000 I fed with five loaves in the baskets of leftovers you picked up? Or the 4,000 I fed with seven loaves and the large baskets of leftovers you picked up? Why can't you understand that I am not talking about bread? So again I say, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then at last they understood that he wasn't speaking about the yeast and bread, but about the deceptive teachings of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Psalms. Think of someone who needs to experience God's blessings. Pray Psalms 20 for them. Amen. Okay, get somebody in your mind. I got somebody in my mind. In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. May he remember all your gifts and look favorably at your burnt offerings. May he grant you your heart's desire and make all your plans succeed. 
May we shout for joy when we hear of your victory and raise the victory banner in the name of our God. May the Lord answer all your prayers. Now I know that the Lord rescues his anointed king. He will answer him from his holy heaven and rescue him by his great power. Some nations boast in their chariots and horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. Those nations will fall down and collapse, but we will rise up and stand firm. Give victory to our King, O Lord. Answer our cry for help. Proverbs 4, 20-27 My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Amen. All right, now. Uh, would you like to read today's study on Matthew 61 through 4 to get us started, please? Hmm? The one right here. Hmm. The study on the New okay. Testament, and then we'll go to the Old. Okay, the Pharisees and Sadducees believed only God could do a sign in the sky. So they demanded a sign from heaven. This would be a feat beyond Jesus' power, they were sure. Many people like those Jewish leaders say they want to see a miracle so they can believe. But skeptics, skeptics look for other explanations for miracles. Jesus had been healing, raising people from the dead, and feeding thousands, and still people wanted to prove himself. Although Jesus could have fulfilled their request, he refused. He knew that even a miracle in the sky would not convince them he was the Messiah because they had already decided not to believe him. Do you doubt Christ because you haven't seen a miracle? Do you expect God to prove himself to you personally before you believe? Jesus says, Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. John chapter 20, verse 29, or John, yeah, 20, 29. If you step forward in faith and believe, you may be surprised where God shows up. Amen. Amen. If you step forward and believe. You know, I think uh, it's beautiful. Uh, you know, there's natural belief. And we come out of my mother's womb and, and her mm -hmm. love and stuff. We have natural faith in believing or love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we start going to the world, we start losing our faith, yeah, right. our belief, our mm -hmm. hope. But when Jesus came, he said he was astonished at their unbelief, mm -hmm. at the degree of unbelieving. Uh, you know, th th there's, a, there's a natural believing and believing, just hearing in the story that Jesus came from heaven, was born and died for our sins. That, that creates beliefs in us. But if we don't believe that, then he starts showing us uh, helping miracles. You know, he helps us get jobs. He answers our prayers. You know, he just, he validates himself through signs and wonders in our lives that we, we conclude to the fact that he's right here, right beside us, making uh, comfort come to pass for us, you know. So, 
You know, and we believe more when we need those signs. But if we stop and meditate, you know, we na- we were naturally made to believe Amen. in Jesus. Amen, that's right. We were naturally composed by, by God, by nature, to relax and don't take our judgment against so, so much overwhelming evidence, you know. His love and His Holy Spirit, He gives us the 10% down. Mm-hmm. What do you... <clears throat> well, I'm just, like, he kind of reiterated this at the end, but when we started the chapter... Um, it it you know there was all these miracles taking place. It says the the lame could walk, the blind could see, um, and um, so they were seeing these things until they got to lunchtime. And he, Jesus wanted to feed the people. But the disciples like, well, where are we going to get the food? Once again, this is the second time they've already fed before the 5,000, and now they have 4,000 here, which is less people, uh-huh. and um, they're like, where are we going to get the food? And um, How quickly, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, you have the creator of the heavens and the mm-hmm. earth, they create bread out of nowhere, and they're... Mm-hmm. Well, they just did all these miracles before them. Um, so, again, he did the same thing. He just took the bread and the fish, he thanked God for them, and he broke into pieces, and they... It multiplied. It supernaturally multiplied. Um, and, you know, there was, they ate, it says they ate as much as they wanted. And there was even seven baskets of leftover food. So, you know, they fed over 4,000 that day. So I'm just, you know, it's like, but they're disciples. They're already disciples. They're not like unbelievers. So it, it kind of, same stands true with with us Christians sometimes what happens we've seen God come in and and do great things and miracles and you know rescued us from all kinds of things and we still when something else comes up we still go and I'm preaching to myself here <laughs> you know we we have to remember all those times and that's why it's good to revisit all of the victories that you've received and where God and where Christ came through for you um, when you needed it, and um, sometimes it's at the eleventh hour, sometimes it's the next day, but he always comes through, and that's why it's good to have, uh, you know, write down the things that that God has done, so that you can have faith for the next time, and as you testify mm-hmm. of those things when you tell people, then what you're doing is you're asking God, do it again, like you're setting yourself up for even more mm-hmm. to come back your way, so. Um, it's not just the Pharisees and the Sadducees here that had issues, but the disciples, you know, also had that that struggle. Um, so that was what I saw. The one thing also here is that uh, the when the Pharisees and the Sadducees wanted to test Jesus to give them a sign, he didn't want to. Um, but I like that he said. Only an evil, adulterous generation would demand a miraculous sign, but the only sign I will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. So we go back and think about the book of Jonah and the prophet Jonah. He was in that well for three days, and I think that was the sign he's referring to, the resurrection, him coming back. That was going to be the sign. 
so that was that was what I picked up there. And, and at the end of this chapter, it says, you know, he's, he's warning to be careful of the, you know, the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is for today's, today also, um, you know, deceptive teaching in the churches and by people who aren't called to, to preach the gospel, the great gospel. You know, we've got to be careful about that kind of deceptive. Even in these times, it, you know, the Bible says that the elect will even be deceived. So we got to have our ears, you know, tuned in to, to exactly what the Word says about those situations. Okay? Amen. 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 That's beautiful. I like that. Thank you very much. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Let's see if we can gleam anything else here. Uh, you know, uh, this is mentioned another one, and this one it says the lame came, the blind cripple, and couldn't uh -huh. speak, and many others laid before Jesus, and he healed them oh, yes. all. Once again, once again. The crowd was amazed. They have been able to speak. We're talking. The cripple were making well. The lame were walking, and the blind could see again. And they praised the God of Israel. And uh, we see we see some prophets, some people, evangelists of God are doing that today, going to uh -huh. hospitals, and mm. they are actually. Uh, doing this kind of stuff. Amen, amen. You know, they should be on the news and things. Right. Uh, <clears throat> praise God. All right. Yeah, you know, once again, you gotta, you got to hang on to the words of the Bible. He healed them all. Not one person was left behind, you know. It's terrific. Okay, most questions asked, what does it mean to Jacob to bless his son? It's really interesting because... I was wondering about uh, Jacob when he blessed Manish, Ephraim. Which one was more 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 ahead? One of them was ahead. The younger mm -hmm. one was ahead of the other one, mm -hmm. and one of them did become way bigger than the other. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, the other as a, as a as a tribe, right? Yeah, I I don't know. Okay, let's read this. Jacob adopted Joseph's sons and blessed them. Just as his father Isaac had blessed him. Genesis 27, 27, 29. Blessing enables, enhances, and enriches life, whereas a curse diminishes. Blessing is issued publicly by a benefactor and provides power for prosperity and success. Blessing is essential to covenant relationships in that it guides and motivates the parties to obey the covenant stipulations. Obedience leads to blessings, whereas a rebellion brings a curse. Mm. The initial realm of blessing is creation, in which God as creator is the ultimate grantor of blessings for animals and humans. Humans also serve as channels of divine blessing. Abraham was called to be a blessing to the nations, Genesis 12, 2 and 3. The institution of family... And religion and kings are, are nurtured and commissioned and purified through blessings. Israel's priesthoods mediate God's blessings to Israel, Numbers 6, 24, 26, and Deuteronomy 10:8. Three basic characteristics can be observed in Old Testament blessings. One, they are conveyed from a greater party to a lesser one, Genesis 32, 26. Hebrews 2, 6 and 7. Number two, they are signs of favor that result in well-being and productivity. Deuteronomy 28, 3 and 7. 
And number three, they acknowledge that all power and blessing stem from the Creator. All blessings have their source in God's love. Deuteronomy 7, 7, 8, and 12 and 15. God's blessings in Genesis are in striking contrast with the pagan religions of antiquity for pagans' cultic observance of their shrines were meant to induce sympathetic magic to bring about fortunes, flock, family, and fields. These profane rituals sought to provoke the the deities and to act on their behalf so that, that the cycle of life could be maintained. In Genesis, however, all of life, fertility, and blessings come from by God's decree, for He is the only true and living God. Amen and amen. amen. Would you like to read today's study on Genesis 49? Uh, didn't we just read that? This, we read is a lot of, this is a lot. Let's get into what we picked up from the Word. I'm kind of like... Okay, go ahead. What did you get? Um, well, when he was accidentally... When he crossed... He didn't accidentally... He did cross his hand so he can bless Ephraim first. Um, and Ephraim... You know, remember what... Why Joseph named them these names. He said, Manash helped him to forget all of the sorrows that happened to him. And then Ephraim... Um, is what made him fruitful. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like that, that he, he blessed the fruitfulness and not first, oh. you know, and not the, and this is just coming to me right now, and not the the sorrows. Good point. Very beautiful. Um, so that, that was really uh, amazing. Um, so it wasn't a mistake. And it says, because it says, they will say, may God make you as prosperous as Ephraim and Manesh. In this way, Jacob put Ephraim ahead of Manesh. Beautiful. And he gave uh, Joseph an extra portion of the land. Now, when he got into blessing his sons, you know, what we just read right now, this, this long thing, what I got was, you know, a curse, a curse to, um, Blessing enables, enhances, and enriches life, whereas a curse diminishes it. And and that's exactly what he did to Reuben and to Simeon. You know, their rebelliousness and the, you know, the violence that they had. And it, you know, it was, you know, when he defiled him with his wife and um, he didn't want to be a part of that. Um, but we got to Judah... Judah means praise. So your brothers will praise you. You will grasp your enemies by the neck. All your relatives will bow before you. Judah, my son, is a young lion that has finished eating his prey. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down like a lioness who dares to rouse him. It says, the scepter will not depart from Judah, not, nor the ruler's staff from his descendants. Listen to this. Until the coming of the one to whom it belongs. Jesus. Jesus holds that scepter. Um, Amen. That's beautiful. You know, Prophesying uh, about Jesus. Yeah, he's, yeah, the scepter will not okay, from the ruler's staff. From e his even today in America, you can say you can see the name Judah stamped mm -hmm. in our... It's still, mm -hmm. That blessing is still going on because mm -hmm. we, a judicial, municipal judicial, 
It's taken out of Jewry. It's taken all of Judah, the name. Judicial comes from the name Judah. Mm. And and Judah means praise. Mm-hmm. So. Or fairness. Yeah. yeah. And over here where it says, you know, you're, you're, your brothers will praise you, but because it says like with praise, okay, praise literally for us says you will grasp your enemies by the neck and all your relatives will bow before you so praise is that weapon that we have you mm. know against our enemies beautiful yeah amen amen that's why we should praise the lord mm-hmm. all day long mm-hmm. put on praise music praise the lord and be stomping on the enemy Amen. that's what and taking the uh the spoils i like one of the guys right here he's blessed him he goes he would just take the spoils from the enemies, you know. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, uh, That's Benjamin. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to mention about Judah, we have to remember that uh, in the Old Testament, any time they wanted to go to battle, they always sent Judah first. You know, like in, in the Chronicles, mm-hmm. um, uh, with uh, Jehoshaphat, you know, the tribe of Judah went first. Mm-hmm. And there's some other places where he went first, but that that always, you know, what did they do when the when they were against the enemy? They sent Judah first, and what did they do? They praised the Lord for His mercy endures forever, and the Lord sent ambushes against the enemy. You know, that's the scripture where it says the battle is the Lord's, and they got the word. And it's beautiful how Jacob again instructed them: soon I will die. And join my ancestors, bury me with my father and grandfather in the cave in the field of Ephron and the Hedi. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. This is the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mambri in Canaan that Abraham bought from Ephron the Hedi as a permanent burial site. There Abraham and his wife Sarah had buried, there Isaac and his mm-hmm. wife Rebekah and buried, and there I buried Leah. It is the plot of land and the cave that my grandfather Abraham brought from the Hedia. It says Leah, huh? Yeah. Isaac and his wife Rebecca. But he was married to Rachel, is the one he loved. But he still he buried Leah there because they were closer. Rachel was buried in the on the road. Remember he mentioned it mm-hmm. on the road to uh, uh, Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the beginning. That awesome the the story, but the 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 main thing I wanted to say is uh, how he knew by the spirit of God uh-huh. how to what kid to bless, yes, what to say for each family yes. member. Yes, you know he's already been observing them for mm-hmm. I don't know fifty, sixty, mm-hmm. seventy years because he said he said Reuben was the youth, so you figured he had Reuben when he was about forty or fifty, and now he's a hundred and eighty. So he's been observing Reuben for over a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like he was prophetically. But he already knew what kind of man he was. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he, his spirit, the spirit of God was already, one of them liked the earth. You know, one of them was a, was a farmer. who mm-hmm. Asher was dine on rich food mm-hmm. and produce food fit for kings. Mm. Asher was fit. Based was on their giftings, huh? Yeah. Other people were into the to shepherds, you know, and, and uh, the other guy was into the uh, setting uh, ships and sailing. Um, 
Ishikar is a store, sturdy donkey mm-hmm. resting between two saddlebacks. Hard worker. <laughs> yeah, hard worker. it looks like he was out looking for gold up in the hills. Hard labor. Sebelin's a seashore. Um, but, you know, we all rather be, we're all in Judah. We're all in the tribe of Judah Amen. because of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's when we were born. We're the young lions. Amen. Um, I like the may the God I like the blessing that he blessed Joseph then he blessed Joseph and said may the God before whom my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walk the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this very day the angel who has redeemed me from all harm may he bless these boys may they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth Amen. Yeah, you know, I like, too, in the beginning when he talks, it's like Joseph, if you look at these, Joseph and Benjamin seem to have gotten the biggest, besides Judah, I think, got the biggest blessings. Joseph did. Because look how much he says, you know, archers attacked him savagely. They shot at him and harassed him, but his bow remained out. Judah, you mean? No, I'm talking about Joseph right now. Oh. And his arms were strengthened by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob, by the shepherd, the rock of Israel, may the God of your father help you. No. So with, from the heavens of blessings above, I mean, that's quite the blessing, that you be blessed from the heavens above. Um, wow. And the blessings of the breast and womb, may the blessings of your father surpass the blessings of the ancient mountains. This is just quite a blessing on Joseph. Amen, but still, we are from the line of Judah. Amen. Yes. Jacob had been a schemer and a deceiver early in his life. Now, in his old age, he could clearly see his dependence upon God and spoke of God as his shepherd throughout his life. Genesis 48, 15. Jacob then blessed... I was just reading John 10, 10, where Jesus says that, you know, a shepherd dies for his sheep. He, he takes good. No one snatches those away from my hand. For greater is the Father over Satan and his and any of his enemies. When we're in Christ Jesus, we're thoroughly there. Jacob then blesses each of his son and made a prediction about each one's future. The patterns of their lives played an important part in Jacob's blessings and prophecy. Our past impacts are present and can have a strong influence on our future or past. By tomorrow, today's actions will be part of that past, yet they will already have begun to shape the future. But just like Jacob, we are not doomed by our mistakes in the past, and the future is not unchangeable. We need God to invade our past, present, and future and become a shepherd in our lives. God won't change our past, but He can bring good things out of it. See, that's why you thank God for for everything, for past, present, and future. He can go back into the past and and get a hurt and get something out of it. Cash it in. To develop an attitude like Jacob's, let, let God shepherd you as you trust in his provision and care. Trust is the big word. You can, how can we practice trusting God today in ways that will possibly shape tomorrow? By praising Him and thanking Him for our lives, just the way it is. Woohoo! I thank you, Father. I'm a misfit. You are my shepherd, and I need you all the day long, Lord. I need you today. Amen. Every day, every minute on the hour, we need Jesus. 
Amen. We need Jesus. 